you know, I've noticed um, a real resistance to the Word of God, and it uh, grieves me. Jan Yaxley took her seat and opened her Bible. She said, where is the reverence for God's word today? Where is the respect when someone opens up the word of God? Jan Yaxley is a woman of the word. So during my time at Lifeway College, I was really blessed to be taught by Jan about word-based prayer. I learned the importance of the word and of establishing myself in the word in the years to come to build my spiritual sword. While Ray, my husband, spent years under a mentor learning to hear the voice of God, I spent those years learning the word, committed to investing in the word and praying it in prayer. You'll notice that as, as I go through this talk, the, the power of the scriptures that I bring will be unleashed. They may cause you to be energised and strengthened, and they probably will. If you're affected negatively by them, you need to talk to someone about salvation or deliverance. 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 to 17 all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Praying God's, God's word hotwires prayer into the most powerful force in the universe. And guess what? It is part of the armour of God. Ephesians 6 10 to 18. So this is talking about our spiritual armour. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armour of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armour of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness of the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the flaming darts, all the flaming darts of the evil one. And I felt those darts, literally, they are physical, real things. And take the helmet of salvation and this, and so that's where obviously it all starts. Without that, we haven't got anything. And the, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. So you see there at the end, praying with all prayer and praying in the Spirit is part of the armour of God. 
So we've just been blessed to help uh, David Peters get his new book, How to Pray, out into the marketplace. Um, I, I uh, was really, really um, blown away with how awesome it is. Um, so I'd like to just read a little excerpt from it and encourage you to get a copy. Um, so here's, here's what he says about word-based prayer. I discovered that praying scripture releases faith and authority unlike anything else. Faith comes when you hear God speak to you, wrote the Apostle Paul. A prophecy, vision or dream from God carries authority and is powerful ammunition for prayer. But a scripture made alive by the Holy Spirit carries a super authority because the written word is God-breathed and utterly reliable. So in my Christian walk, which is about 21 years now, I've, I've been greatly impacted by two other amazing women. One friend who had so much word in her heart that it naturally slipped into conversation, everyday conversation just naturally, without chapter and verse, obviously. This lifted her conversation to a supernatural level. Not mentioning any names in particular, Angela Scott. Another friend who always put her hand on my arm in conversation, gently interrupting me when sharing my current problem or worry, and said, let's pray, Diane Jamison. Thank you. Thank you, beautiful ladies. Thank you, God, for putting these people around. So combining word-based prayer with praying about everything is a formidable combination. The word of God produces life. Life produces growth. So Isaiah 55, 10 to 11 says... For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that, I may give, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. In other words, the word of God does not return void without accomplishing its work. Who wants to pray a prayer like that? Yeah, I do. <clears throat> Hebrews 4 verse 12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit and of joints and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And, and quite often that comes as, oh, um, you hear the word and it, it's uncomfortable and you sort of want to push it away. But then in the quiet place, it just sort of hovers there and it doesn't really go away until, until you have to actually go, okay, let's be real, let's have a look at what, it, what it's trying to tell me. So that's the word of God doing its work. One of the ways. Philippians... <coughs> 2 verse 14 to 16 also says that the word of God is the word of life. So check, check this out. Do all things without complaining and disputing. 
that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain or laboured in vain. We have to hold fast to that word. But to, to be able to pray God's word, we have to either have it in front of us or in our hearts, ready to come out of our mouths. So I've noticed there is, well, it feels like a spiritual famine in the word in the world um, because not many people are really reading it. And, um, you know, I just want to say the daily devotions are cool, but they're not enough. Uh, don't just stop there. It's a good it's a good start, but don't just stop there because that is not enough food for our bodies, spiritual bodies. So I do feel a grief about the lack of words stored up in people's hearts and that comes out of their mouths in prayer or conversation. I believe that's God's heart. I think that's why he gave me this message to bring. It's not a popular one. When I put it up on Facebook, I was like, Praying God's word, word-based prayer. <laughs> and I thought, oh, no one's going to come in. <laughs> oh, it just felt like, <laughs> not a popular subject. So, hopefully, Lord, I ask that you bring your enlightenment and your light into this, the revelation of the power of the word of God, Lord, and stir up this fire and hunger in our hearts for the word. Father, give us an appetite against destruction. (laughs) Okay. So, a time may come, and I do believe this, I'm not just fear-mongering, when the word is is all we have. The word that is stored up in our hearts. Because we might not even have our Bibles anymore. Actually, there's a scripture, of course, that speaks about that. John 9.4. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent us. It's not on your notes. Sorry, I added it this morning. (laughs) Just right, John 9, 4. As long as it is day, that's now, although it is getting darker, we must do the works of him who sent us. Night is coming when no one can work. The time is now. Colossians 3.16 says... Let the word of Christ dwell richly in you, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Let the word of God dwell richly in us, Lord. Help us. Help us ingest it. (laughs) Elephant calves can stand within 20 minutes of birth and they can walk within one hour of being born. After two days, they can keep up with the herd. As a spiritual newborn babe in Christ, I had to learn very quickly to run with a sword for my life. Because when I first gave my life to Jesus, there was such a backlash from the devil, I had to learn to fight very quickly. I had been a good agent for the kingdom of darkness. The devil wasn't going to let me go without a fight. I had so many spiritual doors open for him to afflict me 
that I was seriously worried my son and I wouldn't survive the first few weeks of my Christian journey. Aside from calling out Jesus' name, which cuts through evil like a hot knife through butter, I began to learn the word of God. Aside from the word of God being our spiritual sword, learning it caused me to know my authority in Christ. To know it here, not here. And and it also caused me to learn and know the will and the mind of God and grow my inner man. We see our little physical man here. Well, our our, our spiritual man is seen in the spiritual realm. Whether it's very big or very small, it is seen. Because I would wake so terrified and confused from spiritual attacks, I had trouble gathering my thoughts. So I wrote scriptures out on A4 paper in large print and stuck them on my wall so I could read them easily. That'll be like the last um, page of your notes. There should be an example of that. Is there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, the other side with uh, Luke ten nineteen. So, yeah, that's what I did. With every scripture I had to learn, I would do it big on an A4. But then I had to learn it. And it's not actually not easy. So the first one I learned was Luke 10, 19. I have given you all authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and overcome all the power of the enemy and nothing will harm you. Amen. Yeah. So, to turn this into prayer, simply change a few words to personalise it. So cross out, I have given, and put, thank you, Lord, because we always come into Lord's presence with thanksgiving and um, into its gates with praise. Thank you, Lord, that you have given me authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm me. So, there's a couple of ways that I learned the word. Number one, scripture on the wall in large print. Eventually you'll learn it if it's there and you look at it and you you actually try to learn it and repeat it when you're in a different room. But I didn't have time for eventually. I I had to go hard and fast and so I was committed to learning it. And so I would meditate on it, speak it out. Then when I'd go to another room, I would try and speak it out again. And then I'd get stuck in a certain part. So when I went back into the room, I would see and learn the next part from where I was stuck. And then when I was, I was away, I would, I would do it again and I'd get further. And then I'd get stuck again. So I'd, I'd learn it again when I went back into the room from where I had picked up. And I call this combing, combing, combing comb through the scripture, committing it to memory. Once I learn that one and I and use it often, don't just learn it and keep it. Uh, it's like anything, if you don't use it, you will forget it straight away. Um, leave it on the wall to keep the memory fresh and then add the next one. Learn that, add the next one and keep using them all and looking at them all, but keep committing to learn the new one all the time. Number two, singing cadences. Now, okay, so I need your help for this one. It's not a spectator sport. (laughs) 
Um, so singing cadences, I learned this at Lifeway College and we had a lot of physical uh, stuff to do and some of it was very difficult and our, um, our morale would get very, very low. So um, we would sing, we would just put scripture to song and sing it like they do in the army. So I'll go through first. Can you, have you guys got singing cadences on the, on the note? You have, yeah. yeah. So in the brackets, that's your part. So I'll say the first part and then I'll give a gap and then you say the part in brackets. So, okay. I have given you authority. I have given you authority. To trample on snakes and scorpions. To trample on snakes and scorpions. And crush them under your feet. And crush them under your feet. And nothing. And nothing. Will in any way. Do you harm Luke 10, 19? Do you harm Luke 10, 19? Awesome. <laughs> you guys did perfect, eh? I, I, I just remembered one that um, it's cool for kids because kids learn through song really quick. Mm. And, and I remember Rock learned one at, at his Christian school and it was... Um, the sea is his because he made it. Psalm 95, verse 5. <laughs> But I didn't know that one, so I learned that one of him. And so if I can encourage you guys, get it into your kids through song and cadence. I'm not sure if that, that verse was correct, but um, I haven't thought about that one for 20 years. It just popped up. That will help with campaign. And yeah, and you know what? Singing that word, especially when you're really low... It actually just lifts you. It's, the only thing like it is uh, praying in uh, tongues. Yeah. The third thing, write the key scriptures in your journal and keep a note of them and meditate on them often. It's amazing how we forget stuff. Uh, you know, and you, even, even the Lord speaks to us or we get a word through someone and then we, we write it down or we don't write it down. We think we're going to remember but eventually we don't remember. And then we go back and, yeah, we did write it down. Essential. And then we see it. We see the promise. We see the hope and the prophetic word. And then we're strengthened again. And then we call it into action. Actually put action behind it. Because a prophetic word is a promise containing an invitation to action. It's not a magic wand. Just like learning the word. Um, so, when I was praying for somebody that I love, um, they were very opposed to the things of God and even had negative reactions when I shared about a new salvation, somebody not going to hell anymore but now going to heaven. Wasn't that good? No. I prayed for them. I prayed. I prayed Ezekiel thirty six twenty six. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove you from you, your heart of stone, and give you a heart of flesh. Yeah. So while this, of course, is originally a word for Israel, when I appropriated it in prayer as they grafted in daughter of the promise, I saw a dramatic answer. Yes, it took a few years, but it was still dramatic. So this person 
had gone from having, not even being happy about a new salvation of a a person, began to cry when hearing of the healing of a dog that I'd prayed for. (laughs) His eyes welled up with tears and, and I could see the heart was now literally a marshmallow. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is alive and active, sharp, sharper than any double edged I read that one before, didn't I? Is it a double up? Oh. Sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates even to dividing the soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. A big one ongoing for me is still passive rebellion, rebellion in the heart. Uh, which can be hidden and and it all looks good on the outside but the Lord jumped on that one very quickly and the word of God um, you know we're told to judge ourselves lest we be judged so I do I say Lord search my heart God and lead me in the way everlasting every day to create a word-based prayer search up the word you need to build your prayer around depending on what it's for. Is it to overcome fear? You need healing? Um, You need to know more revelation about the blood of Jesus? Do you need faith, hope, salvation, anxiety, etc.? In the olden days, I used an old school concordance, a book, a real book. So every word in the Bible is listed here with the reference of where to find it in the Bible, like a dictionary type thing. These days you just need to search a word in Google and it brings up the scriptures, e.g. salvation scriptures or worship scriptures. You need to put the word scriptures in there, otherwise it comes up with everything but. Or what does the Bible say about da-da, that word, or that word from a Christian perspective, yeah, to narrow your search. Um, or find an online concordance or download a concordance app. There are good Bible apps like BibleGateway.com or BibleHub.com. I, I find that actually Google works the best. And then I find the scriptures and then I go to those apps. The first word-based prayer I ever wrote was to honour the Lord for who he is. First things first, right? I found the scriptures, then personalised them. So I just want to pray this prayer. I will read out, I will read out the references, but try to, to ignore them. Um, and focus on the power in this prayer, because it's the word. Lord, I ascribe to you the glory due your name. I worship you, Lord, in the splendour of your holiness. Psalm 29, 2. Thank you that Jesus, Jesus is the radiance of your glory and the exact representation of your being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for our sins, he sat down at the right hand at your right hand in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. Hebrews 1 verses 3 and 4. Therefore you exalted him to the highest place 
and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Philippians 2, 9-11 Lord, yours is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty indeed. Everything that is in the heavens and the earth Yours is the dominion, Lord, and you exalt yourself as head over all. First Chronicles twenty nine eleven. Thank you, Lord. I love I love that in Colossians two where it talks about the supremacy of Christ. You know, sometimes it's good when I'm feeling low just to go back to Colossians two. I think it is. And read about how Jesus made a public spectacle of the devil when he triumphed over him on the cross. Many of us feel a burden, a heavy burden, about our family members who are not yet saved. So, I did a tiny little example of a word-based prayer for our family. Find the scriptures first. Okay, Second Peter 3.9. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And Acts 4.12 Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. And my (laughs) favourite... Acts 16.31, they, they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. So we just are receiving the household but by faith in Jesus' name. Obviously we know that, that our loved ones have to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord themselves and repent and be baptised. But... This is what we do by faith, receiving it as if it was. Then we personalise the scriptures. Okay, so I chopped out a bit. You, you can just, you can do that a little bit. Thank you, Lord, that you do not want anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given by to mankind by which we must be saved. Father, I lift up so-and-so, put their name in there, before you and I ask you forgive their sins in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, that according to my faith on the Lord Jesus Christ, my whole household is saved. I claim them by faith in Jesus' name. We need to be reading through the Bible in a year, every year. There are simple Bible plans available to us to help us do this. The word for today has the scripture references at the end of each daily devotional. If we read through the scriptures referred to as well as the daily devotional, we will get through the Bible in one year. Don't just stop at the devotional. The app 
called U version, Y-O-U-V-E-R-S-I-O-N, has a wonderful Bible reading plan by Nikki Gumbel, the developer of the Alpha course. You can download it on your phone. Free. So lastly, a word-based prayer for those recovering from addiction or trauma. So on your notes, you've got the scriptures in brackets, but I'm not going to read those out in prayer. I'll just pray the prayer. Thank you, Father, that you restore the years the locusts have eaten, that everything that the enemy intended for our destruction can be turned around and used for our good by you. Father, we thank you that weeping endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Thank you, Father, that your divine power has given us all we need for life and godliness in Christ Jesus. We have the mind of Christ. We conform no longer to the patterns of this world, but are transformed by the renewing of our minds. We offer our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. No weapon formed against us can prosper, for our vindication comes from you. Lord, help us walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. And search our hearts, Lord, and lead us in the way everlasting. Father, we thank you that the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but you came that we would have life and have it abundantly in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So for further study on this very important topic, raised on a good message, um, the power of speaking out declarations. So that's you can find that on wildsideministries.com under the podcast tab. And I highly recommend getting into that, hear it, do it, life application, yeah, so thank you for your patience, thank you Father Lord, we seal this this word from you in the blood of Jesus Christ, and we ask Lord that the birds of the air would not pluck away the seed Father, but that it would go down deep into good soil and be everlasting fruit in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for your spirit ministering to your people. If anyone needs healing, salvation, deliverance, if there's a blockage against uh, engaging with the word or engaging with Jesus or you, Father, and any problem, Father, I ask that you would give them the courage to reach out. Today is the day of salvation. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this huge amount of word, Lord, that has gone out this morning that will not return void, but it will accomplish what it was sent out to do. And so we thank you for those answers to prayer and the work of the Holy Spirit on that word and in our hearts. In Jesus' name, we thank you for your people. Thank you for your people, Lord. So let's stand up and have a stretch. Thank you, Father.